It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, the golf expert, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week we go to Jersey City, New Jersey for the Northern Trust. This one will be played at the Liberty National Golf Club. Last year's winner, Dustin Johnson, he returns as a second favorite, right around 17 to 1 odds. John Rahm is this week's favorite, right around 10 to 1. With all that stuff out of the way there, Uncle Dave, let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about last week. You and I, we cashed some nice tickets there last week. Didn't exactly sweep the board. Had a chance to nail the winner. We did have some nice cashes. You had a 3-1 to one on Piercy Top 40. You also had your Diamond in the Rough best bet that cashed there last week. Henley Top 20. I had Denny McCarthy Top 20. That one paid 12-1. to one. We had some pretty good tickets. Obviously, it was a profitable tournament for us both. I had Siwoo Kim to go ahead and win. And uh, he ended up in the playoff. Came up short. That was a 35-1 to one ticket. I was really counting on that. I thought maybe... I would go ahead and actually cash that one, not to be the case. You know, talk about Kim a little bit there, Uncle Dave, in the playoff. You know, was there anything that you learned last week, you know, with the, with that six-man playoff? Yeah, well, the one thing I learned financially and uh, probably emotionally even more so is, you know, all week, because, you know, I had, a, I had a pretty sizable bet on Henley, and all week Henley was leading, you know, wire to wire, and I was really pissed that I didn't play him to win. And then I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't have played him top five. Well, obviously, uh, after the playoff, uh, where does Henley finish? But seventh. So I was actually quite happy for that. Um, one of the things, and you and I talked about it, is you know if there's going to be a playoff and you have an opportunity to bet it right after a playoff is announced, I mean, you do have to be quick about those things. You know, you might want to think about taking the guy that just came off the course uh, over the guy that's been sitting there for, in some cases, an hour and a half. So I think that's a takeaway uh, if you want a live bet. Um, I didn't have that opportunity uh, with Kim. You probably did. So I'm not sure how you were feeling about that. But um, that's my takeaway from that six-man playoff. I mean, that I think that tied a record for the most people in the playoffs. So, you know, that's not going to happen often. But you will get those two-person playoffs if, Somebody's been sitting for any length of time. Um, there may be an advantage to to fading him in the playoff um, if it doesn't affect a bet you've already made. Yeah, I particularly didn't do anything for that playoff there, Uncle Dave. But I'll tell you, the first thing that came in my mind is how long has Kim been sitting? I mean, there when Grace made that putt on eighteen, I'm just like, man, he's been sitting in there a while. Now there are six guys he's got to go up against. If it was a head to head, I I would have probably said I liked my chances just because. You know, he can drive the ball really, really long. I think he had like a 345-yard drive or something like that. Uh, that was one of the last drives that I saw. So I would have felt pretty confident about that. But the fact that he was just sitting in there for so long, and then you end up with five other guys. So I didn't feel good about it, you know, going into the 18th. I thought maybe there was a chance, but it just didn't come to be. But that was an interesting tournament. Why don't we go ahead and we jump into this one here, Uncle Dave. I got to be honest with you, Uncle Dave. I've been working on football for probably like the last four days, pretty, pretty, pretty rough and tough. And I don't have anything for uh, this particular tournament, but what I do have is college football, NFL stuff for week one. So if you guys are looking for that, you can go to pregame.com, go over, find my page, Sleepy J. You guys can get all of 
college football week one and NFL week one. But Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lean on you. We'll go ahead. We'll get everything that you have uh, for this upcoming week. And if I do have anything, obviously, guys, I'll go ahead. I'll put that on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Uncle Dave, let's start out with first round leaders. Who are you looking at? Well, first of all, I, you know, you have the luxury of just kind of not doing a golf pod. And, and with that said, um, I've been saddled with this. And you know how long this takes. So I really need you to hit me up with all that work that you've been doing uh, because this has put me three hours behind. So as long as we can agree on that, I'll give you my first round leaders. And I know you'll do it. So I'll give you my first round leaders. Um, Crapshoot here, guys. Uh, Daniel Berger at 35 to 1. Uh, very good in par 5, scoring 8th in greens in regulation, 16th in the FedEx Cup. 20th ranked golfer in the world, uh, eighth or better in three of his last four starts. Uh, my be careful thing here, a lot of people like him this week. Um, he's actually the fourth betting favorite right now, uh, but he does start fast. Value there. Uh, my boy Answer at 35 to 1, who uh, did well for me two weeks ago, and I think he's got that monkey off his back. He can play pretty loose. Um, he's in the top 40 in first round scoring. Uh, and with that win, he's actually sixth in FedEx Cups points. So, you know, he's a contender for 15 million bucks here. And 15 million bucks will, will light a fire under your ass. So I do like him to play well early. And this one uh, is probably going to shock you, Sleepy. Bubba Watson at 90 to 1. You know, I think this course does set up well for him. You know, he's long off the tee. Um, and, and with that said, uh, long off the tee, some places is not an advantage. I think it will be here because the rough is not a huge uh, deterrent. In other words, they, they won't wind up with some of the lies they've had the last couple of weeks. And Bub is right now 71st in the FedEx Cup standings. And, and as we know, the top 70 play next week. So he has all the motivation in the world to do well. Uh, and I have to use him somewhere. Uh, I don't have to uh, because I don't like him, but I have to. He's eighth in shots gained off the tee. And he did play well at the window. He had three rounds in the 60s and won 70. Uh, and he'd taken the previous three weeks off, so I think he's focused on this one, um, as he should be. And he did shoot a 65 on Thursday here last year, which was second behind a few 64s. Uh, and one of those 64s was Russell Henley, uh, who I may put somewhere, uh, but I have to think more on that gag job last Sunday affects him. Uh, but those are my three first-round leaders, pal. All right, well, there's Uncle Dave's first-round leaders. Uh, to go ahead and circle back to what you said there, Uncle Dave, of course, I'll go ahead and I'll share some of my information that I have with you when it comes to college and NFL uh, with the work that I was able to get done. Uncle Dave, I do have a question for you. So now that the playoffs start, how many tournaments will we end up with 125 golfers before they you know, go ahead and cut it down to 70? Is it like immediately right after or do we have to wait a couple of weeks? No, right. You know, one, two, three, bing, 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 top 70 uh they got top 125 this week, and of the top 125, the only one that is not playing this week is Oosthuizen. Not really sure why. I haven't looked into it. Uh, don't really care um, because, it, you know, it's, it's betting. I don't care who wins uh, unless I have a ticket on them. And then the top 70 will play next week, and they'll go bing, bing, bing. This is a cut event. Um, uh, this is Next week is a, is a no-cut event, and then they go right into the top 30. Uh, for the for all the all the marbles for the fifteen million bucks, um, and that's where they will. Uh, whoever is first um, in points heading into that tournament 
will start at, at minus 10. And then I believe who's second will be eight, and then it goes seven, six, five. So, you know, being in the top three, four, or five heading into that last week is a big deal. So this is a tournament where uh, there may be some less live bets for me because in the last few tournaments, I've been able to live bet some players to do poorly uh, that that started meh and it didn't really have incentive to uh, do well, and they didn't do well. You know, like last week I had a – I had a bet on Rory, and I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Ricky, and he started poorly, and then it was kind of, well, you know, I'm not going to make the FedEx Cup, and, and he just, I won't say he tanked, but, you know, he, he played crappy the rest of the week, didn't even make the cut, and you won't see that here. Um, so there may be some opportunities to flip the script there. You know, guys that, that probably do need to, to win, you know, guys like Bubba that are 71st or or anybody that really needs to get up there, uh, they won't tank. I think there may be a good opportunity to take them in a second or third round matchup. Um, and and with that said, um, what what you what you can expect here, you know, tournament awards this tournament two thousand points for for winning. Now to put that in perspective, Sleepy, a guy like say Chesson Hadley, who's one hundred twenty fifth, just barely made it in, you know, if he got 2,000 points, um, he could he could take the top spot. You know, a guy like Lucas Glover finishes second, he could take the top spot. So uh, there'll be what we probably want to call no laying up in this tournament. All right, well, solid explanation there for our listeners. You know, Uncle Dave, when it comes to Louie, I'm thinking this is probably more strategic for him. You know, we were talking about him, I think it was last week, and I was wondering why the hell he was actually in that event because they didn't have a whole lot of the, you know, the top golfers in the world. So I'm thinking maybe this is like a strategic move. I think in the world golf rankings or something like that, or the FedEx rankings, he was like seventh or eighth or somewhere in there. So maybe it's just a strategic move on his part. Maybe he thinks maybe some of these top guys are going to fall a little bit. Maybe he can move up that way. You know, he's been golfing well, and he was going rough and tough there, you know, each and every week. Maybe he felt like this is probably a good week for me to kind of take a break and probably come back strong, you know, for the last couple, you know, final tournaments there. So, that's just my thinking with Louie. Let's jump into some head-to-heads here. Uncle Dave, what are you looking at? Yeah, a couple that I, I bet, and, you know, I have a little a little trepidation here. I bet Keegan Bradley. Um, a lot of people like him for the week, uh, but he is um, very good at par-5 scoring, and that is going to be a, a handicap factor this week. And he's 18th in greens and regulation. He's 16th in first-round scoring. I bet him over Kevin Streelman. And I, I'm a little leery of that because Streelman has some upside here too, but I did it, so I'm sharing it. Um, and Corey Connors, um, I bet him over my boy Brian Harmon. Um, you know, Connors is, is uh, quietly ninth in shots gained off the tee, 14th in greens and regulations. And while I don't love his putting, I think this course is for him and its length, and I think it hurts Brian Harmon, who is – uh, keep it down the middle, put it on the green type of guy. So those are two I bet that I'm – I like the Connors one better if I had to pick one just because, you know, I do like Streelman. I just happen to like Bradley better this week. I'm not surprised you fell on Bradley. I saw a lot of people are actually on him. But it seems like, you know, when you find a course for him that's kind of tailor-made, you know, he's in the picture. And I bet him – probably he might be one of the guys I bet more – um, than anybody this entire season to go ahead and win. And he it seems like, you know, he didn't get to the finish line for me. So 
I kind of like the fact that you have him in a head-to-head not to win uh, as of right now. Let's jump over to some make and miss the cuts there, Uncle Dave. Who are you looking at for this week? You know, I'm not I'm not sleeping and I, I looked and I looked and I looked and you know, as is usual. And they don't have a lot of those uh available. Most of the ones they had were, you know, guys you can expect to miss the cut. Um they won't all make the cut, but I couldn't find the guy that's not going to uh embed him at plus three or four hundred, uh and I'm not gonna lay five hundred for him to make the cut. So I I didn't find anything worth sharing at this point, so I just kind of I just kind of had to pass that one over for fear of just wasting an inordinate amount of time trying to find a needle in a haystack. You make a good point there, Uncle Dave, because I could tell you that there have been golf podcasts I prepared for and make and miss the cut uh, ends up turning out to be the longest part of it because you simply can't just find a, a, a good enough wager. And you know, you're trying to fade the top guys to get a good plus money. And then when you're, you know, playing the good guys, you got to lay a bunch of money. So uh, it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough proposition right now to go ahead and find at least, you know, with like the DraftKings and the Fandles of the world, uh, you're probably gonna have to find some, you know, third tier off, offshore sports book. And, you know, those are always risky going ahead and put your money in those. So, uh, you know, we can continue to look and just go ahead and say, hey, you know, here's what book we found this bet at. But it does suck, you know, putting in the time and the preparation into that stuff. Uh, I could actually, you know, kind of just bog you down and kind of more than anything, just annoy you. Uh, let's talk some top 40s through top fives there, Uncle Dave. We'll get into our winners, and then I'll probably try to squeeze you for a diamond in the rough best bet. Uh, why don't we go talk top 40s, top fives? So you're looking out for this week there, Uncle Dave. Yes, yeah, I bet all top 20s this week. I mean, I've just had so much success with those this year. Um, cashed a couple more last week. And some top 20 guys I like, Ryan Palmer, um, he is uh, plus 600 for top 20. And the guy was 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 eighth last year and fifth two years ago. Um, he's ranked 53rd. Um, he is uh, also sixth in approaches from 200 yards or more. And that is going to be a factor. This is a fairly long course, seventh in par five scoring. Um, I almost like him better, but uh, at plus 600 to finish in the top 20, I mean, I, I almost liken that to my to my Henley bet last week, but that is not my diamond in the rough. Adam Scott, a lot of people on him this week. Um, T5 here two years ago, uh, uh, T5 uh, last year, I believe, plus 160, top 20. Um, a lot of people are going to have him high even to win. Um, he's actually the leading ticket guy among many books right now. He's a, He's got 6.8% of the win tickets. So if you do like him to win, his odds are, are not going to get any better uh, before tee-off here on Thursday. But I didn't go that route. Uh, Terrell Hatton, uh, he is ranked 63rd in the FedEx Cup standing, so he could certainly use a good tournament at plus 190, top 20. Um, he's ninth in approach shots from 200 yards. So, you know, 63rd in points, but he's the 14th-ranked golfer in the world and 15th in shots gained tee to green. So I think his... His 63rd FedEx Cup ranking is a little bit misleading for his talent level. Um, Paul Casey, top 20 at plus 120. The guy's had seven top 10s and 10 top 25s and 18 starts this year. Seventh from 200 yards at getting on the green. Very good in par five scoring. You know, his season average this season is 69.9 every round he plays. I mean, how do you not? Uh, so, He's second overall and approach it to the green. So there, there again, I think, you know, he doesn't have the, 
the Bryson name. Um, another guy I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there that I already did is Abraham Anser. Uh, very good in grades of regulation, plus one twenty. I think he'll play loose. Um, another guy I haven't used yet that you might wanna number one in approach shots from two hundred to two twenty five. Mark Leishman. Um, I can't just count Xander. He's dropped down the sort of odds board, if you will, after he he won the gold medal. He's come back and obviously um, probably had probably had a hangover from that, but he's number one in par five scoring. So I don't know how you don't use him. And while I'm sort of on this subject, just pass along some other handicap information. You know, the greens of regulation here um, on this course is typically 4% lower than on average uh, and goes without saying because it is longer, but they also have the sixth smallest greens on tour. So if you want to go back a couple of years to guys that have done well on these types of courses with uh, strokes gained on approach, um, your boy Doc Redman, uh, Cantlay, Paul Casey, who I did use, Neiman Henley, uh, Revy, John Rahm, but you know that's not a not a huge shocker. Um, Cam Davis, uh, Lee Westwood, those are other guys that have done well on this type of course that you might want to uh, look at, use, whatever. Um, I'm just passing on the information. So that is where I am going to leave all my top twenties, at least as of now. I'll I'll probably throw in a few more by Thursday if I do. Um, that's what Twitter's for. All right. Well, there's a handful of top 20s there from Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave, you do make a good point, though. And I think, you know, for you and I, it seems like that's been our sweet spot pretty much, you know, all season long has been like that top 40, top 20 area. And let's just go back to what you said, you know, before when you said, you know, you, you did the prep work for this week. It took you three hours to go ahead and do it. We know you're watching the tournaments. You know, I watch them too. We're tweeting back and forth. And you have a, a handful of information. And for me, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like that top 20, top 40 area, it kind of gives you a little bit of a buffer. Like we know we're going to have guys that are close, you know, maybe to potentially win. But, you know, if you could find a favorable price within that top 20, top 40, you know, that's kind of been, you know, the, the sweet spot for you and I. Last week was a perfect example you know, you had Piercy at three to one. I had McCarthy at twelve to one. And I think the week prior, you had another one that won. Actually, quite a quite a few that won, and uh, they've been like the easiest ones for me to sit down and just be like, you know what, this is a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So I'm I'm happy that you ended up giving out a handful this week. Hopefully, you'll go ahead and you'll cash a bunch of those. Now, before we jump into our winners, there, Uncle Dave, I do want to get a diamond in the rough best bet for you um, because I, I'm I'm guessing you probably aren't going to give out a winner for that. Uh, last week you gave out Piercy top forty three to one that one cashed. So let's save your winners there, Uncle Dave. How about a diamond in the rough best bet? Why don't you pull something out for for the guys this week that's going to cash again? Well, do go figure. I'm going to take another top twenty. And to your point, Sleepy, you know it's I hate to say it's easy for me. It, it sounds a little arrogant, but it's 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 fairly easy for me to find guys that I think are going to do well. I mean, every guy I give out doesn't, but I think if I picked 10 guys, seven of them would, would probably have at least an opportunity. And you look at it and, you know, how often are we going to get the answers at 35 to 1 or, or the first-round leaders at, at 40 or more to 1? I mean, we, we got a lot of those last year, and we've got a couple this year. But, you know, what's wrong with, with, with three to five guys that are in the top 20 at plus money? 
Uh, you know, you can find all the guys that are going to do well, but then where are you going to put them and which one are you going to pick to win? I mean, good luck with that. Unless you have an unlimited bankroll, um, you know, that just makes it difficult. But my diamond in the rough this week, Scotty Scheffler, plus 120, top 20. Scotty's 24th in par 5 scoring. He's the 20th ranked golfer in the world. He's 21st in the FedEx without having a tour win. And he just doesn't do anything poorly. Uh, he's fourth in birdie average. He's been T8 or better in four of his last five events. And he also has a history of starting well. So, uh, you know, you could take that one step further and maybe use him as a first-round leader as well. Uh, but for accounting purposes and for everybody to say, Dave, you suck when he misses the cut, Scotty Scheffler, plus 120, top 20, diamond in the rough. All right, there's Uncle Dave's diamond in the rough best bet. Another top 20 on Scheffler, plus 120, not a bad price to Uncle Dave. I was thinking when he said his name, top 20, you were going to go ahead and say he was minus money, but plus 120. Uh, can't beat that. Let's jump into our winners there, Uncle Dave. We've we've been good the last couple of weeks. Pretty close last week. You had the winner of the week before there with answer. How you feeling about this week? You gonna go ahead and nail another winner for us or what? You know, I would like to. I would like to. Um, you know, I gotta admit it's good for the ego and the bankroll. Um and I'm gonna give you three guys I bet to win. Um again, I could probably find ten more. Um, but uh DJ at 16 to 1 is probably my chalk. Um, and probably plus 180 T10 as well. You know, again, there's another guy that I kind of put in that Xander category that, you know, he's not playing super well the last week or two. So people have kind of forgotten about him. I mean, if, if he had been, he wouldn't be 16 to 1. Uh, and at 16 to 1 for the guy that's 13th in approach shots from 200 plus yards, I can't not. I mean, I hate to say 16 to 1 is value, but if he'd been sort of sort of white hot like he has been, uh, he'd be 8 to 1. So DJ at 16 to 1. Um, I'm going to go back to the well here, and I've talked about this as recently as last week. You know, guys that, that burn you, so you tend to not bet on them, um, and, and this guy did. Uh, but Jason Cockrack at 65 to 1. Um, he's 16th in par 5 scoring, 31st in greens and regulation, and ahem, third in first-round scoring, where we've used him quite a bit. But at 65-1, to 1, uh, I like that, and I'll probably um, throw a, a pizza with two toppings on in first round as well. Um, probably my favorite bet with the most value to win, and here's a guy I haven't used in a while, and I could probably let you pick off 10 names, and you probably wouldn't guess where I'm going with this. Victor Hovland, 30-1. to 1. Number three in approach shots from 200 to 225, 10th in par five scoring, obviously has all the talent in the world, uh, and 30 to one. You know, and I, I think we're able to get some decent odds on these guys because obviously it is a super strong field. You know, I, I thought of that when you were talking about my diamond in the rough with Scheffler. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, talent-wise, he might not should be plus 120, but, you know, with everyone in this field, you're going to find some – second-tier guys, if you will, uh, that have really good value. And that's kind of what I tried to do with what I wanted to share here on this podcast, you know, as opposed to um, pick chalk or or take the 150-to-1 guys. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, so those are those are all what I would call value bets uh, to win Hovland, Cockrack, and DJ. All right. Well, there you go, guys. 
Uncle Dave's Winners, Uncle Dave's Diamond in the Rough, and everything else. Again, my apologies, guys. I worked on football again, and uh, I didn't prepare uh, for the podcast. I just didn't have the time, and I was not going to go ahead and just whip out a bunch of plays that uh, I have no handicap for and just simply guess. It's not fair. Uh, as Uncle Dave said, you know, he does prepare. I prepare, you know, for a couple hours, and I just didn't have those hours. But Uncle Dave, as you mentioned, uh, I will send my stuff over to you. Uh, that's one of the good things about working with, you know, professional betters and, you know, especially when you have good relationships with them, you know, you guys can share the information and, uh, you know, when you don't have the time to do certain things, you know, people can uh, go ahead and help you out. So uh, Uncle Dave helped us out, you know, with the podcast. I'll help him out with some of my stuff. You can go ahead and read through that, take out some of the nuggets and go ahead and uh, get ready for football. And that's what we're going to end up doing here soon, guys, uh, over at thebettingpredators.com. We're going to have up our NFL regular season package here soon. Actually, I think Chris Dell is actually working on a brand new website uh, for the betting predators that's going to be ready here uh, rather shortly. I don't know if I was supposed to spill the beans on that, but uh, be on the lookout for that. You guys know where to find myself and Uncle Dave on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame, Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck this week. Enjoy the games. <laughs>